Hey mamas, welcome to episode five of Lifestyle Tidbits. I'm Nicole, the mom's health coach. Today we are going to talk about something really juicy and really important to elevating your life to the next level. Today we're going to talk about rituals for greatness. A ritual is something that you do daily. So setting yourself up daily to do certain activities that's going to enhance your life is just so critical. So many times we live our lives on autopilot. We wake up when the alarm goes off and then we hurry up, get ready, head out the door and start our day. However, I invite you to really listen to today's episode and see if you can implement even just one of these things into your mornings. I believe that the best time to get these rituals in is when you wake up. And I know as a mom that may be like, I don't have time for that. However, let me tell you, we make time for those things that are super critical, that are super important. So you will find the time if you have to wake up just a little earlier. I know everyone isn't as crazy as I am, but I usually wake up at four o'clock. Because I know that Nia will not usually get up before five. So that leaves me about an hour to, you know, do my rituals and have some time for myself. However, lately I've been pushing my time to three, waking up at 3 a.m. so I can get even more done. So it's just about carving that time out. When you start your mornings off in an amazing way, it just sets your day up so much better. Great mornings turn into great days, which turn into great weeks, which turns into great months, which turns into great years. So starting off your morning on a really powerful note can really just set you up for a very rewarding and enhanced lifestyle. So I'm going to share with you four rituals that I do in the morning or at least sometime throughout my day, but preferably the morning if all works out to really enhance my life and to enhance my spiritual development and just to help me live a healthy lifestyle. Like being healthy is not all about just the food you eat. It's a holistic approach. It's about how you're feeling, how you're thinking, how you're moving your body. There are so many elements of health. So it's really an inside job. It's an inside job, working your way from the inside out to live the life that you were meant to live. The first ritual I'm going to talk about is meditation. So I know this is a buzzword. Everyone talks about meditation. It's like apps for it. Um, We have the Headspace app. You have a Calm app. I think there's like an app now for people of color who can meditate. Like there's a, you can get meditations all on YouTube. So meditation's everywhere. And you may be wondering like, you know, what's the point of it? You know, is it really going to, you know, change my life? Am I really going to, you know, feel better? And am I really able to calm my mind? Or some of you may have experimented with meditating and you're like, I just can't focus. I can't quiet my my brain. So meditation isn't for me. So let me just say this, you know, some people who have experienced trauma, severe trauma, because I believe we all have experienced some form of trauma or adverse situation in our lives but for people who have experienced like um, intense trauma then yeah sitting down for an extended period of time could be very um triggering so that may not be the best thing so if you find that you do meditate and you're triggered by a lot of just trauma that you've experienced then that may not be for you but there could be another way such as 
like mindfully walking. However, for the basis of this episode, we're going to talk about meditation. So meditation is really awesome because it allows you to just come into your body, to come into your body and to just be with yourself, to be with who you are at your center, to be with source. And meditation is, it looks different ways. Like we have mindfulness meditation, we have transcendental meditation, you have meditation where you just sit and just maybe focus on, you know, who you are. You meditate on who you are as a person. Like there are different ways to meditate. However, the basis of it is, is to really surpass your thoughts and to really dive into being with source. And some of the benefits of meditation is just that we're able to just cut everything off. We live in a society where we're so dependent on technology and we're so occupied and so distracted on a regular basis. So really taking that time out to just really just be with you and focus on you and be in that silence. It's a very powerful experience. And then you get to just be like you get to be with your emotions. A lot of times we experience emotions and we want to run from them. However, meditation teaches you how to just feel what you feel and learn and understand that it will eventually pass. Meditation allows you to learn how to just sit with whatever it is, no matter if it's uncomfortable or not. It's a really great tool that you cannot just, you know, utilized during meditation was a great tool just to take into your life in general because it's not about what you do when you meditate so to speak it's about how you show up in your life afterwards so it doesn't matter if you're a good meditator like who cares if you're a good meditator but people want to know if you're a good person if you're patient if you're kind if you're quick to react or if you're slow to respond you know there's a difference so People want to know who you are at the core of your of your personhood and meditating just allows you to show up better in your life. Also, it enhances your sleep like so many times before I started meditating. I've been meditating consistently for over six months. I'm probably a little bit more. However, before really having a consistent meditation practice, like my sleep was super scattered and I still have times when I don't get my second meditation in of the day and I know that my sleep may be thrown off because meditation helps you rest. When you meditate, you are able to process things. Now, you're not supposed to be like just all in your thoughts and like getting attached to your thoughts and then contemplating. But meditation allows your thoughts to be processed for your body to release stress, to release all this extra stuff that you're carrying so that when you sleep at night, you can actually spend time resting instead of processing information. So meditation is very powerful. And I feel like it expands your heart in a lot of different ways. So, yes, a ritual of meditation is super just it's it's transformative. That's all I can say. Meditation is extremely transformative. It's funny because one day I was talking to my sister and I shared this story on my Facebook page. I was talking to my sister and I was telling her that I was taking this um, I'm taking CBD oil, which is it's 
it's all natural it comes from like the cannabis plant but i was taking them somehow taking this cbd oil and how it just helps like with stress and it helps to just feel calmer in your body and i've only been taking it like for a week up until that point and then she said yeah i see like the change in you and i was wondering like if you were on medication you know um for anything and i said no well i know it's not the cbd oil because i just started taking it so it probably was my meditation you know meditation has really transformed me and just allowed me to approach life in a different way and to just be more open and understanding and to really um, focus on reserving my energy for things that are really necessary instead of entertaining things that really aren't for my highest good. You know, I'm still learning. It's still a process, but I've definitely progressed from where I was before I started my meditation practice. So yes, meditate, meditate, meditate. Number two, a mindful body movement. So I say mindful because you want to be in your body. You want to really be experiencing the act of movement. And some mindful body movements that I do are yoga and qigong. And these are really great ways to just move your energy, to get your chi going, and to really just come into your body. And also, it's just really good for your health. Like, movement is life. And if you're not moving, what happens? Like you're dead, right? So it's really important to just make sure you're moving your body, allowing that energy to flow. And our bodies are meant to move. Our bodies are made to challenge ourselves and not just sit in a chair all day or sit behind a desk all day. That's not what our bodies were created to do. So we want to make sure that we're countering that by consistently having some type of mindful movement practice. And it could be just taking a walk and just really feeling your feet Um, walking on the ground or really connecting to the trees around you and hearing the birds, but really just come into your body. Take notice of what you're feeling, of what you're smelling, of what you're hearing. Really take notice of that because it it helps to center you, to bring you into the present moment. So many times we're living for the future or living in the past. Focusing on having a mindful body movement is another thing that will keep you in the present moment. So even like meditation, you know, it brings you into the present moment. And like I said, if you've experienced trauma, you know, maybe sitting in a meditative form is not ideal for you. But even taking a mindful walk or even if you work out at the gym, being just really in your body, like not thinking about how many reps you got to do, but just being with the rep that you're on now. So you can make almost anything mindful. Dancing. How could I forget that? Dancing is like one of the best mindful movements because you just can be free and release and you just feel so at at one with the earth, you know? And plus, movement, especially dancing, is really good for your root chakra. And I'll have a whole episode on chakras, so yes, look out for that. Number three is to spend time in silence with your thoughts and your inner wisdom. So this is different from meditating, okay? Because meditating, you don't want to get attached to those thoughts. So yes, thoughts will come because your mind, your brain is meant to think. So it will think. But the goal of meditation is to not attach to those thoughts. So for example, if a thought comes up like, I have to go to the grocery store, you can just be like, oh, okay, that was a thought about going to the grocery store. But if you start thinking, oh, I'm going to go buy some broccoli and some fish, like then you've attached to that thought and you're contemplating now. So that's not meditation. But when you spend time in silence with your thoughts and your inner wisdom, you're able to 
to attach to your thoughts in a way and to just kind of see what's going on inside of you. Um, we have so much inner wisdom and a lot of times we don't tap into it because we're listening to everybody else's opinion and we're listening to all the, the news and the, the drama that's going on on I don't know, Housewives of Atlanta or something like we're listening to all this craziness. So we're not having time to just listen to ourselves. You know, you're a wise being. You come from source. You come from God. You have a lot in you. So just tapping into what you have in you. Oh, my gosh. You could just discover so much about yourself. It's so powerful. And you you can even move this a little further and journal. So, you know, spend time with your thoughts and just write down what you're thinking, write down what you're, the lessons that you, you're learning so far or situations that you may be going through and how you, you know, how you feel like you can come out of it or what you're learning about that. Like just whatever, like just being alone with your thoughts and then getting those thoughts onto paper. You can just really learn about who you are as a person. Like the, um, Oh, the Tao Te Ching, uh, it's a Chinese philosophy or a book based on all like Chinese philosophy, uh, like religions and spiritual, um, like spiritual philosophies come from this. And one of the things that it said was, um, I'm, I don't have it like verbatim. I don't have the exact quote, but basically like a person who knows other people, so a person who knows other people well or masters other people is intelligent, but a person who can master themselves and master knowing themselves is enlightened. So really it's about that self-discovery, like who are you? What is your purpose here? How is life, as Michael Beckwith put it in his book, Life Visioning, is like, how is life trying to emerge through you? You know, so really, you know, Thinking about those questions and, and reflecting on it and really just getting it out of your head because and writing, putting pen to paper is just such a powerful exercise in itself. So spend time with yourself, with your thoughts, with your inner wisdom, your powerful being, tap into it. And then the last one is enhance your personal development. So I'm really big on personal development, spiritual development, anything that you're doing to become a better person. Is so critical. However, I urge you to really focus on like the when I say personal development, I'm not thinking I'm not really thinking about like developing your skills at work, but more so like developing who you are as a person, really like the core of you Um, learning about you know, the internal chatter that you may have and listening and seeing what that's about or discovering the lies that you tell yourself because we all tell ourselves lies over where or the stories that you're telling yourself that's the word I was looking for the stories that you're telling yourself so what stories are you telling yourself you know and how can you change the story because you have the power to create the life that you want and when you are in a place of personal development it takes a lot you know read the books listen to the podcast um, watch the shows, you know, there's so much information out there that will help you to become a better person. If you apply the tools that you're given, there's so many, it's so many, like so many sources and we work on our cars, we work on our homes. We, we 
trying to make sure our children are the best that they can be and put them in classes and lessons and doing this and doing that. But how are you really enhancing who you are as a woman? You know, sometimes we can get lost in motherhood and it's just about being a mother, but you're more, you're not just a mother. There are other elements of you. You are a woman, you know? So how can you become the woman that the creator put you on this earth to be, you know? And sometimes it takes like just really rewriting your story, rewriting your story and not falling victim to things that have happened in your life. We've all gone through things. We've all experienced stuff that wasn't the best, but personal development really helps you to overcome that and to become stronger in who you are. So I'm just going to go over this again for the rituals. So rituals, like it doesn't have to be all four of these, or it could be something completely different, you know, but I feel like at least having one thing that you do on a daily basis, it just really empowers you and it sets your day up for success. You know, before you go and give your time to someone else or to some business or to some organization or to your family, like giving that time to yourself, you know, is so rewarding and it makes life so much more beautiful because you're actually taking that time to be with you. So meditate or do some kind of mindful body movement. You can even turn on some music and just dance. Like that is beautiful. You're connecting with yourself. You're connecting with source. You have their feet on the ground. You're connecting to the earth energy. It's a beautiful and powerful thing. And and spending time in silence with your thoughts and your inner wisdom, just coming to know like, what do you know? You know, what do you know? You know so much, but so often we're just consumed with junk and stuff that really isn't going to elevate us to our highest good. So really be with yourself. Spend time alone. Turn the TV off. Turn the music off. It is okay to be alone with your thoughts. It is a very powerful experience. And lastly, you know, enhance, enhance your personal development. You know, read, this, read the books that's going to take you to the next level. Listen to the podcast. There are so, I mean, there's a shift going on in our world right now. And there are so many, like, spiritual leaders and, and transformational leaders. And they have so much wisdom. Like, tap into it. Like, we don't have to pay, like, millions or thousands upon thousands of dollars to get the information like people are putting it out for free like on podcasts or you pay a little bit for a book like but you're getting all this information all this wisdom so really focus on applying it applying what you're reading some people have libraries and libraries of books but they're the same person that they were you know 20 years ago or five years ago like let it transform you in some way you know Make sure you're not just growing, but that you're getting wiser. You know, everybody grows. Age age ain't nothing but a number, you know, but you want to make sure you're growing wiser and becoming more self-actualized and becoming more of who you were destined to be. So I really hope you adopt a ritual. Like, don't start your day off with just the alarm and then running to just try to get everything accomplished. Like really focus on carving out that time for you, whether it's you have to go to bed a little later or you wake up really early. But I really recommend a morning ritual because it really just sets your whole day up for success. So if you like this podcast episode, please share. And if you think someone else could benefit from it, please share as well. I look forward to our talk next time. And you ladies have a wonderful rest of your day. Until next time.
Hey mamas, welcome to episode six of Lifestyle Tidbits. I'm Nicole, the mom's health coach, and today we're going to talk about emotional vulnerability in relationships. I've been thinking a lot lately about the relationships in my life. Those that are really fulfilling, they share a commonality, or should I say they share two commonalities. Emotional vulnerability is shared without judgment, and perfection is not a prerequisite for love. I'm able to show up fully as my authentic and flawed self without criticism. However, on the flip side of that, the relationships in my life that are in discord, they do not feel like a a safe space. Love is shown under certain conditions, and my vulnerability is met with criticism. In other words, I feel really emotionally unsafe, so I draw into myself when I'm around these people. I invite you to think about how emotional vulnerability shows up in your relationships. Which people in your life do you feel free around? Like you can just be who you are, say what you feel, you know, express your opinion, your emotions, and it's all good. And think about the people in your life that you may feel more contracted around. Like you may think something, but you dare not say it, or you may want to have a conversation about something, but you know it won't be really received or that they won't be able to open up to you. Or if you open up to them, they are going to shut it down. A quote that I've heard so many times is that the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. So if you're experiencing freedom in your relationships and you feel accepted, it further validates your feelings of belonging. It strengthens your root chakra, which is like at the is at the core of who you are. If your root chakra is weak, it means you don't feel like you really belong, like you don't feel like you're grounded on this earth. And having people who fully accept you just really helps with that feeling of belongingness and that you're here for a reason and that you can you can't be easily shaken however if you're constantly having to leave pieces of you on the table just so that you will be accepted by people imagine what that does to your psyche to your soul to your spirit and, you know, I feel like we all can probably relate to this. You know, we love, we, I'm sure we can love the people who may not be able to fully show up for us in our lives. Like, we love them. They're our, some of our best, closest friends sometimes or our family members or people that we grew up with, really close friends. Um, however, it's just that they're unable to show up in that way. And we don't want to cut them out of our lives. We love them, you know, but we have to also make sure we put steps in place or parameters in place so that we can continue to be healthy emotionally. So I'm going to share some tips that I feel like everybody could use when you're dealing with people who you love. But the relationship is a little in discord because they're not able to accept that emotional vulnerability. The first one, the first step, which I feel like is the most important. And if this is the only thing that you take away from what I say today, then 
it's all good, like job done. It's to just accept what is without resistance. And I know personally that is one of the hardest things, you know, to do is to just fully accept it because we want things to be how we want them to be. We want people to be how we want them to be. You know, like we want that. We want to be able to have these deep connections with those who we care about, you know, and when we are unable to have those deep connections because Uh, One of the main factors in having a deep connection with someone is the ability to be fully yourself, to be emotionally vulnerable and to not feel like what you do or how they show up for you is based on conditions, you know, so you're unable to have that depth, you know, and we want more. We want that connection. We want to feel like this is a very fulfilling and, and loving relationship where we can just be ourselves and they can be themselves and it's all good. We can keep moving forward and growing together. But when that's not the case, we have to just still accept what is. Lean into it. Accept it. Like, I love this person. I know this person loves me. But at this point in their lives... They're unable to accept all elements of me. And it's okay. You know, they're unable to accept me showing my emotions or showing my feelings. Or they're unable to accept the decisions that I make. You know, they're unable to accept it. And that is okay. You know, you don't have to fight it. Because when you resist it, that is what creates suffering. And that's a lesson that I'm brought to over and over and over again is that we have to just allow, just allow whatever it is, allow it to be without you trying to change it or trying to fix it. Because remember, you can't change anyone. The only person that you can change is yourself. And how you respond to things and how you see things and how you handle things. Like that's the only thing you have control over. So resisting it is only going to cause you more pain, more suffering, more trials. And how do you accept? I would say it's a daily process. It's a constant process. You know, you may accept yesterday, but today you still need to make a conscious decision to accept again. You know, it's not like, oh, I just accept and it's all good. I never have to revisit this again. Like, no, you have to constantly work at it. You know, it's not about perfection. It's never about perfection. It's about progress. And it's about growth. So it's a... It's, it's, <laughs> it's something you got to constantly work at and just accept that, that it's something that you will have to work at and that it's okay. Because remember, when you resist it, it's going to create more suffering. So you're not only sad or feeling frustrated that you can't have that relationship that you may want with this certain person or these certain people in your lives. So you're sad and frustrated about that. But then when you're resisting it, you're like, I don't want it to be like this. It should be different. It should be. It should be. It should be like this. Then it's going to magnify those feelings of sadness, of frustration. You know, you are an empowered person. You have the power to come out of this and still be whole. You have the power 
to deal with this and still be whole. There is nothing wrong with you just because those who you may love and care about aren't able to show up for you the way you may would like them to. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You can totally handle this. You are capable. And, you know, I was listening to a podcast. I love podcasts. <laughs> I listened to a podcast and the gentleman said something along the lines of, you know, we can blame other people. And when you blame other people, then that puts you in a place of victimhood. It makes you the victim. So you could either look at the situation with the people in your lives who aren't able to show up for you. You know, you can look at it as like, oh, woe is me. Like, this sucks. My life sucks because I don't have these relationships that I want. Or you can say, you know, what is the lesson in this? What is this trying to teach me? Because the relationships that we have the most discord in are the ones that are really our, like, they're our spiritual teachers, they are our spiritual teachers. They are here to let us know what we still need to work on in ourselves. So, like, I, it's bring it, it brings it right back to you. It brings it right back to you. It's like not pointing the finger. It's like, what can I do? What is th- here for me to learn? You know, one of the things that I've dealt with is that I've wanted validation. You know, I want people who people in my relationships, you know, to tell me I'm doing a great job or that, you know, I'm a good mother or that, you know, they're proud of me or they see how far I've come along or just some kind of validation. You know, sometimes I have wanted that. I have craved that. And in those moments when I didn't get it, I was sad. I was frustrated. I was angry, you know, but the lesson in that was, Nikki, you need to validate yourself, You know, you're looking for something outside of you that is only coming that only you really need from within, you know. So instead of being upset that someone out there isn't giving you something that you believe that you need, you know, give it to yourself, validate yourself. And that's what I do when I even when I still feel that way, I'll make sure I say affirmations to myself to build myself up or say, you know, Nicole, you're doing a great job. Like I'll validate myself because when once I start looking out there and saying, oh, they're not doing this. Oh, they're not doing that. Then I'm like, that makes me a victim. And I don't want to be a victim. I want to live an empowered, healthy life. So I look at Just what's the lesson and what can I give myself? So I urge you, I invite you to think about like those things that you want from those relationships. You know, how can you give it to yourself? And I always believe that in those moments when we do doubt ourselves and we may not even feel like we have the strength to affirm something, you know, the universe will send will send angels to us. You know, there have been plenty of times where angels have been sent to me at various points in my life where people I may not even really know, but they came with a message. They really helped to uplift me and and further empower me, you know. So if it's something that you really need, believe me, the universe will provide. (laughs) Always does. So that's going back to number one. Just accept what is without resistance. Just lean into it. The next one, number two, is to honor your truth. 
And this kind of ties in with number three, but which is honor your boundaries. But we're going to focus on honor your truth right now. So honor your truth. You know, like how does how does how does that relationship make you feel? So say this. Okay, think of a relationship right now in your life that you really wish that it was. You wish that you was more connected with this person than what you are, but you realize there is nothing that you can really do to get the other person to maybe want that same connection or to be open to having that same connection or whatever the case may be. So how does that make you feel? You know, honor your truth. How does that make you feel when you're in that situation, when you're around that person? What comes up for you? You know, do you feel rejected? Do you feel unloved? Do you feel unsupported? Like, what are you feeling? You know, honor your truth because what you feel, it truly does matter. You know, so don't try to negate what you're feeling or to stuff your emotions down you know like don't try that don't do that because when you suppress your emotions when you suppress how you feel when you don't honor your truth then you are holding that energy in your body and it needs to release in some way you know so whether it releases in the form of pain or physical pain or emotional pain like it will release itself in some way. So you really need to just be aware. It really helps to just really be aware of what you're feeling and honor your truth and honor what you need. And so number three is honor your boundaries. So that kind of, they kind of go both hand in hand, you know, honor what you need. So you love this person, you know that, you know, say for example, you're having a rough day and you know that maybe this person is not, um, the best person to be around if you're not feeling too good because they don't want to see it. And then it makes you feel rejected when they're like not seeing you. Like it's just, so what can you do is to say, okay, I know I'm not feeling my greatest today. So I'm probably not going to really talk to this person because I know that they are unable to show it for me. So I really just need to make sure I'm showing up for myself even more. And I just can't be around this right now. But maybe tomorrow I'll feel better and then I could show as much love as I can that day. But it's like just honoring your boundaries, honoring like what feels right for you. You know, we want to maintain these relationships in our lives because we love these. We love whoever it is like that's not able to that you're not able to share that deep connection with. We love them. However, we want to make sure that we're doing the things to show that we love ourselves too. So if that's maybe not talking every single day or not hanging out as much, you know, but you still show love, you're still there for that person, you know, but honoring what you need in any given moment is just so, it's so important. And then the thing is like, you want to make sure that you're emotionally healthy, like you're emotionally good. Because if you're not, then that just creates other things, other issues. So making sure you're good, honoring your truth, honoring your boundaries. And the last step is to build compassion for yourself and the other person. Because you deserve to be free. Like when you start to become bitter and when you become bitter and just angry then that puts you in a prison 
You know, it's like this internal prison that you're in and you can't get out of, but you hold the key, but you don't, you forgot that you were holding the key, so you can't get out. So building compassion for one, for yourself, like say, or you would say something along the lines, like, I wish that this was different. You know, it hurts me that it's not the way that I believe it could be, but it's okay, Like, it's okay, and I'm going to be okay. And it's okay that this hurts my feelings. It's okay that this makes me sad from time to time. Like, but don't, don't like down yourself because you're feeling those emotions. You know, be compassionate with yourself. Sometimes you have to cradle yourself like you would cradle your baby. You know, your baby is crying. Your baby isn't feeling good. You're not going to be like, ugh. Again, you know, you're going to hold your baby. You're going to pick your baby up. You're going to kiss your baby. You're going to rock your baby. You're going to sing to your baby. You're going to cuddle with your baby. So do the same thing with yourself. Like build that compassion. So it's not just that you're honoring your truth, but it's also that you're building, you have that compassion for yourself. You know, like what do you need to be supported in this moment? You know, what do you need? Is it time alone? Is it taking a long walk? Is it taking a nice hot bath? Is it reading your your Bible or whatever spiritual book you rely on? Or is it listening to an uplifting podcast? Is it doing some writing or connecting with someone who really does get you and you're able to experience that depth with? You know, what do you need? What do you need in order to feel supported? And the other half of that is to be compassionate for the other person, you know, like if someone is unable to, if someone is unable to be emotionally, to accept your ability to be emotionally vulnerable with them, then it means that they're unable to accept their own emotional vulnerability. Like if someone is uncomfortable with your truth, then it's because they haven't fully acknowledged or accepted their truth. You know, no one can truly give you what they're unable to give themselves. You know, you want this depth of relationship. You want to feel so connected to this person. You want to share the good, the bad, the not so great. Like you want to share and be open, but if this person isn't open to themselves, then how can they be open to you? If someone is showing you conditional love, so they show you the affection and they show you the um they show you the affection and they show you the like the attention as long as you're doing certain things that they believe you should do. But when you steer away from that and you're making decisions based on what you feel is best for you. <laughs> excuse me, based on what you believe is best for you. And then they begin to pull their love away or they're not showing that love in the way that they were at first. Like that could be hurtful. However, maybe it's the standards they have of themselves as well. So if someone is being conditional with you, then they're probably being conditional with themselves. They're probably not fully accepting their flaws or their issues or their problems or their challenges. So when they see you doing something or they see you making a decision that they don't agree with, then they're going to automatically withdraw from you because they withdraw from themselves, you know? So Like I said, no one can honestly give you something that they are unable to give themselves. So it's really important to just build that compassion.
because as human beings, we were created to connect. We were, you know, we were we were created for connection. Even you see it in animals, like the like it's like the birds be flying together, the monkeys hang together, the chickens, the ducks. Like we we were built for community. We were built to connect on a deep level. And if you're finding that you're unable to connect on that deep level with someone, but you're vulnerable and you're open and you're willing to, but it's kind of like you're hitting a brick wall, then it's just about building that compassion because you want to be free. You don't want to put yourself in a mental prison, an emotional prison, because you want someone else to be different, because you want someone else to change. Once again, it comes back on you, you know, and that's a mark of an empowered person. It's like, how can I, what can I do in any given situation? What can I do? That is the mark of an empowered person. And when you are empowered, that is the mark of a healthy life. When your life is dictated by the choices of other people, other people's moods, other people's beliefs, other people's actions, then it's hard to stay in a state of groundedness. So when you're able to empower yourself and figure out what you need to do, what you can do, then you're able to feel grounded. You're able to feel like nothing or no one can shake your foundation because you're so grounded onto Mother Earth that it doesn't matter because it all comes, it all ends with you no matter what. So I just really want, this was just really on my heart today. And I just wanted to just share like some of the things that I'm doing that I find is, it's helpful along this journey, you know, and remember that to be vulnerable is such a powerful, it's so powerful to just be open because we all as human beings, we all go through the same emotions. We all experience the same We all experience the same emotions and the same feelings, but it's an act of empowerment and it's radical to just be like, this is who I am. This is how I feel. And it doesn't matter if you accept it or not. To be vulnerable is an act of love for yourself. And also it's an act of love towards the other person if they can receive it. You know, some of my deepest connections are with people who I can just, I can cry in front of. I can be having the worst day. I don't want to talk, <laughs> but they fully accept it and they create that space to like, just do what you have to do. Be who you need to be right now. And I love you regardless of it. I love you regardless if you make the same mistake a thousand times because my love isn't based on what you do. It's based on who you are just at the at the core of your being, you know, and that's a powerful experience. So even though you may want certain relationships in your life to be different, focus on the relationships that really do help to uplift you. You know, it's easy to sometimes forget about those, you know, because we just know that they're there, but really focusing on those, you know, and be grateful. And remember that we're all here to learn, You know, this is life school. We're all here to learn. And sometimes our biggest teachers are those who are those who trigger the most pain in us. I don't want to say they cause us pain because I feel like it's not necessarily they're causing you pain, but it's our it's your response to it. You know, so 
those who are closest to us, those who are our spiritual teachers, really do trigger that pain in us. And we have to figure out why, you know, what are we supposed to learn? If you found this episode interesting or if you found that it offers some advice that you really feel like you could take with you today, I invite you to share this podcast with someone else because we all go through this. We all have relationships in our lives that we wish were different, you know, and having the tools to maneuver those relationships is just really important and it's really critical to your to your well-being, to your emotional well-being. So yes, yeah, share this podcast and I look forward to chatting with you next time. Have a great day, mamas. Until next time, bye.